Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Play the 13th Age, a Six Feet Under production. How's everybody doing today? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yes, this is a big one. Welcome to session 86, yeah, folks. Yeah. Gonna go down in history. It's the one where we play Overwatch the whole time and just talk. I better cut it off after this one. Reminisce. Clip show? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe let's put that off because we got some work to do. You see, uh, in our last session, uh, the party arrived back uh, down on the surface of the planet, the scorched, iced, and uh, hellish surface. And uh, before they made it uh, to the crack into the abyss in order to finish their quest that they've been uh, undertaking for all this time, they were interrupted by uh, two familiar faces merged into one destructive force, Mammon, who had possessed the Great Tarrasque to... Uh, just generally be a dick? To generally be a dick. <laughs> However, he's been put down. Sad. He bejeweled at first. That sort was of make a nuisance of himself. And that bedazzled nuisance has been dealt with. So, we now rejoin everybody with uh, one last task they said they wanted to, uh, to perform before going ahead and resurrecting the Great Gold Worm. They were interested in seeing how life has uh, changed for the folks of Eridu. Really quick, I want to remind everybody that the battle van looks totally sweet right now because I definitely needlessly upgraded it with both the Kaga Regulus and the Cornerstone of Cathedral. I thought, we, I thought it was destroyed. No, it was no, never destroyed. I fixed it. No. Listen to the podcast. Quite the opposite. What's the it podcast? Got best. Mm, we, we fixed it. Go to Eridu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm already in Eridu. We're going to Eridu to pick up Margaret. It's, actually, I'm in Kutzen's, uh, Kutzen's lair right now. Last time I thought he was dead, but maybe he's not. Wait a minute. If Margaret's been in Eridu all this time, then who's been traveling with us? Me. <laughs> Two Hi. Rips? Then, no, if, just... wait a minute. If Rip was dressed as Margaret, then who's been traveling with us all this time? Also Rip. I just yeah. move very fast. Oh. Oh, great. Some Naruto <laughs> shit. Great. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So your space age battle van uh, approaches Eridu. It's covered in uh, tarps and camouflage, uh, which are in turn covered with a layer of frost as the entire red waste have been iced over. Uh like I mentioned last time, it's tough to spot, but uh, you know exactly where to look, right next to Kutzen's, uh small one-cottage-walled city. And uh, so, you're there. What do you do? Hi, everyone. Uh, it's well, us, the, the Rouge Elements. I'm not the one who wanted to be here. I can't carry this scene. I, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was going to say something. I was going to look for Goodson. Oh, uh, uh, I already like find him on his walls. Whoops! Now I'm under them. Beneath the collapsed roof, uh, Margaret digs and searches, and she sees uh, sticking out of the rubble a hand, and uh, grabbing uh -oh. the wrist, there is no pulse. Oh, that's. 
Oh, that Kutsa. I, what what do people from the Empire do when they want to make people into the sign of the cross? Like when they want to, you know, grieve someone mm-hmm. or wish them well. Ah, uh, I'm not In sure what the th- there's probably a, a hand sign, but I think it's more to do with the Blessed Emperor. Oh, I'm not sure what that would. All right, well, I'll stick. I'll stick with just saluting him, I guess. Even though he was like, you know, a crazy old uh, old coot. And I guess that was the purpose of his name. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, it looks like uh, Scarlet's already gone under the the Heidi tarp to try to find some people in Eridu. No one speaks to you. The uh, streets are quiet. Everyone. Uh, it is silent in hiding. Silent running, you might say. Uh, the few people that aren't uh, just looking down, trying to keep for themselves, anyone who does catch Scarlet's eye uh, squints. You're, you're getting the stink eye a lot. I want to go to the uh, the town hall place where, the, where they had the big book. Okay. The big book is closed uh, and latched. Hmm. Nobody there? Uh, yeah, there are some people there gathering. Uh, you see people haggling over goods. It's very energetic. It's very tense. It is entirely silent. They're doing it all uh, with written notes and, and hand signs. I guess I'll approach someone and make a note myself asking uh, what's happened here. Uh, with a dismissive look, the the note comes right back to you from across the table, and underneath your question is scrawled, like you care. I'm here, aren't I? Uh, yeah, you're here. You didn't save the world. What was all that talk about? We throw you a party and then you come back to what? Show off that your car got a new coat of paint? What is this? What are you even doing here? We're going to perform a ritual that would hopefully put a stop to this stuff. Okay, alright. So you decided to just stop off and brag first. That's very helpful. Thank you, oh dear chosen one. I think that Scarlet's probably just gonna sort of look to her feet and leave defeated. Well, Nav's gonna Nav's gonna put one hand on Scarlet's shoulder and start pulling her away, and just use the other one to flip him a big bird. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. That's and that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> Vow of silence. Cool. Eat crow. Save some people from a giant tarasque. What thanks do they give you? Whatever. Let's just get this over with. If the world's not gonna thank it for thank us for it, then we need to thank ourselves for it. Thank you, Nav. You're welcome. And Nav. Look back there. Uh, as you turn, you see a familiar face. You see uh, the the newborn that you help that, that you met the first day uh, you first visited Eridu. Uh, puts up a uh, finger to her lips in a shush, and looks both ways and and motions to uh, her her home. Oh, I I follow her. 
She apologizes very quietly, uh, not in a whisper, just in a very quiet voice. You see, whispers carry even longer than talking very, very softly. Uh, so she speaks as quietly as she can manage, though it's still simple to hear because nothing else is making this much noise. They're very, very serious about staying hidden and not being found. And she tells you about how high tensions are here ever since, well all hell broke loose in very literal ways Uh, and and apologizes on everyone's behalf and like I can't say they don't mean it but I can say they'd at least be nicer about it if there were enough food to go around and if so many of us hadn't uh, left to join Corson's army Uh, it's it's been hard Wait, what's that about joining Corson's army? Oh, who isn't joining Corson's army this, these days? Even I got an invitation. They came around a few days ago, and honestly, it seemed like the most logical choice. Because for one thing, they were marching places that might have had food. I mean, you, you ice over the whole waste. We were just starting to grow things. How are we going to do that now? And uh, the stores aren't going to last forever, and... The ones who left took their share on their backs. It was only fair, after all. But now the rest of us are left with even less. Look, Scarlet, everyone, I realize you care about this city a great deal. But it is going to be the same miserable story all over the Empire until we get this ritual done. So I recommend we get out of here and get on with it. Sounds good. Also, a recommendation. There is a lot of meat about one mile east if you would like to walk. Is it okay to demon possessed me? You cook it through like... Actually, I'm asking Nav. Hey, Nav. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to rub my hands together and, like, pull up a seat, forgetting everything I just said about needing to leave immediately. Okay, here's the deal. Well, like was suggested, the meat is extremely zesty on its own to the point that adding any seasoning at all can kind of destroy the flavor. Um, so I, uh, that's good. You don't have to bother with that. Um, it It is incredibly flammable, though, so you have to be real careful about heating it. Just sear it a little bit, which is also good, because you don't want to have too much smoke fires going on uh, down here while you're trying to stay hidden. So, yeah, I would say, like, a light brazing, maybe uh, in a broiler if you have one of those set up. If not, they're pretty easy to set up. You just have to get a heat source, and then you put the food underneath it on a grill. Demons are perfectly safe to digest. You know how Mammon you know how Mammon was the embodiment of greed? Greed came from us in the first place. It's perfectly safe. I that checks out. I think we just used a recipe to to state something significant about how demons work in our setting, and I love that. I do. <laughs> yeah, let me just put on my sunglasses here. Would that mean a Tarasque is the personification of hunger? No, what's it just big? No, because it's not a demon. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a dinosaur. Big old you eat dinosaurs. Dinosaur. Even demons are they just big, scary things? Did you know you can eat dinosaurs? Yeah, they're great. I mean, provided you can catch one. <laughs> right, that's the hard part. <laughs> if you can't catch a dinosaur, I don't want anything to do with you. I just had the gr- I just had a great idea. What if we took the dinosaur shape? And we applied it to something more more like a dinosaur, like like anatomically similar, like birds. And then we took those dinosaur-shaped chicken um, bits, 
portions. Sort of, sort of like a nugget, just like a chickens nugget of chicken. Chickens are basically shaped like dinosaurs already. They've just got more meat on their bones. Who said nugget? Where's the dragonborn in the back who said nugget? <laughs> oh, that was. I have to shake their hand. That that, that was actually <laughs> uh, a a small figure. It's actually a kobold. Uh, you know, comes up oh, even better. knee or waist height, uh, very faintly dressed, but you can clearly see the seams. It's quite shabby patchwork. Yes, yes, I'm here uh, selling genuine treasures. Very, very rare. The name is Bizez. Uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Well, that's great. Uh, tell me again about the nuggets. Not to question everything you're doing, but oh. I don't think these people are in much of a mood to buy anything. Or oh, these are uh, some of the most powerful artifacts one might find in our fair land, perfect for self-defense of even the most supernatural sort. You see, my source, and he does shifty eyes left and right, leans in, is the Vault of the Three. ha <laughs> ha. Wow, how'd you get your hands on that? Oh, you see, it was stolen in quite the exciting caper, but uh, in the getaway, they didn't quite uh, get away clean, if you take my meaning. The, the doors flung open as they sailed away, and a team of quite skilled divers went down to the depths of the seas right off the coasts of Drakenhall and recovered some of the finest treasures of only the most noble and ancient of provenance. I imagine that got really hard recently. Wow, this is this is uh, this is a great timing for you, huh, Eridu? And then everybody in Eridu just stares back at me like we don't have any money, fuck ass. <laughs> and then I open up my cloak and just dump gallons and gallons of gold <laughs> that we've accrued over the adventure. We could have just taken it all off of the terrace two minutes ago, even. Yeah, basically. Like, this is just stuff that fell into my coat while we were fighting the Tarrasque. B- Bezez's like, eyes... Like, it's not a big deal. Bezez's eyes roll uh, around and literally turn into dollar signs, Looney Tunes style. Yes, I'm sure this will do quite nicely for all sorts of arms and armor and talismans and charms. Of course, of course. See, everyone's happy. 100% genuine, I assure you. Well... I'd hate to find out that they weren't. <laughs> I say as a level 10 adventurer I'm looking down at a level 1 con. Definitely. Dub- double check my sources. Yes. And that was the last time Bizez was seen in Eridu ever. <laughs> Keep the chain, dirtbag. Hey, free cubes. Did <laughs> you actually buy anything from him? Or? Oh, he, he left behind his wagon as well. It's all junk. Like, yeah. All right. Well, These let's go. Happen. You know, save the world, revive a god, probably kill it in a final boss fight. I presume Nav is finished already cooking and distributing Taras. Yeah, you guys were talking forever. I got a couple things to say before we. All go. right, lay it on us, please. Uh, to uh, the uh, uh, born dragon born. Mm-hmm. I'll just. Uh, Give a written message that I am. I am sorry that you. This new world has gone so bad for you, and I'll do everything I can to make it right for everybody here. Uh, and 
That's all I can do. She uh, returns the written note saying, Thank you. I plan to live long enough to see a peaceful world. Uh, That's good. I like your optimism. And then puts up a finger and grabs it back and scribbles, Just make sure your plan is better than suplexing a gnome off the shortest mountain. I'm pretty sure a fairy wish wouldn't really fix things. Yeah, everybody knows about that 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 legend. well-known imperial legend. That if you suplex a gnome off the shortest mountain, you get a fairy wish. I can't believe we never tried it. This is why I don't go mountain climbing. I don't know if we ever met a gnome. Uh, what about Slamby? I thought... I thought Slamby was Rip's nephew. Yeah, what? You can still be a gnome and be his Um, nephew. Are you telling me Slamby's adopted? What? That doesn't make any sense. He fits right into the family. Have you seen that beard? That full natural beard? Have you seen those full natural coat hooks behind his ears attached to the beard? Have you seen his appetite? Have you seen his ass? Okay. (laughs) Alright, I'm really excited about this next part where we revive a god. So Martha, can you get us there? Yes, of course I can. Set course for god. (laughs) Set course for god is my favorite self-help book. I love it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great Goldworm isn't really a god, strictly speaking. Give us the latitude and longitude for God. It's closer than the Emperor. Excuse me? Well, I don't know. Geographically speaking. Yeah, you better not be talking about the Blessed Emperor, Emperor the First. Yeah, you're, it's, it's, you know. It's no, not I'm pretty sure the Great Goldworm is more impressive than they ever were. That's we'll we'll you know finish this after we're done with this. Is but, there even you know, an empire now, at this point? We don't even know. I'm gonna have to put you to death or that treason later on, but you know right now we can deal with this problem. <laughs> okay, try your best. I have to put you in the treason box. <laughs> <laughs> you stand in the corner. I just swept the treason box. As you fly toward the the gaping maw of the abyss. Uh, the crack into the the other side, the realm, the underworld of demons and devils. Uh, all light goes out, color drains from your eyes and uh, your bodies, and you feel an icy grip uh, upon your very souls. Those of you who have them. Uh, so, I think... We, wow. I think, I think we all have Yeah, those. Nav has yeah. one. It's just not necessarily... It's so not many, necessarily in uh, your body, but yeah, you've all got one. I, re- I remember that from yeah. the Death Eater session. Yeah, <laughs> Death <laughs> Killers, excuse me. Did we just die? No, no. You're, yes. you're just getting to that liminal state between life and death. Uh, Maybe. If it helps you feel better about the mission we're about to undertake, yes. If it doesn't, <laughs> then no. So now I'm going to ask everybody about some horror they see as you fly down into the abyss. Uh, Mint, what what is something terrible that uh, may never leave your nightmares? Oh, um, well, uh, you remember how uh, we found Paraxia's body on the moon without a head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a few more details about how exactly that happened. Yeah, really? Really didn't think it was going to be chamomile on that one, but there you go. Oh, there you go. Just came up right behind him. 
Wow. How how deep? How many layers were in this thing? So Navarone, what uh, horrible uh, uh, thing is revealed to you or presented to you? A, t- a titanic ten-story black stone slab upon which is inscribed in detail how the shades from which Priene Mandorla is originally descended will someday come into this dimension and destroy it. Okay. The, the many. What horror uh, are you exposed to? Uh... The horror of the void that is the abyss itself, which is specifically spreading from the corpse of the Great Gold Worm, we can see it reaching out and devouring all it touches. And that's why whenever you fly into the abyss, they say, don't look down. I I kind of feel like a significant part of the horror there for the many is like, oh, here's something that's ever-expanding, ever-consuming. Better than me. Well, I was going to say, oh no, this reminds me of me, but are you saying that you can never hope to aspire to this? Uh, I'm saying the fear is that it is doing it better than I ever could. So you're jealous of the end of all things. Okay, so you're you're admitting (laughs) to being the final boss of the 14th Age campaign. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a very interesting plot detail. The many fear isn't so much that everything is being consumed by an all-growing mass. But that that it isn't you. That it's doing it better than me. Someone else got there first. I, that's very... I'm gonna... Okay, I'm glad you didn't tell anybody else that. <laughs> the things you find in your basement, Nav. Uh, Rip Smolder Boulder, what uh, horror uh, faces you? I had a glimpse of the future. Slamby's wedding day. <laughs> okay. I can't talk about it. No, you're gonna have to, fella. Buddy. Uh, the the cake the cake is just a giant pile of lard there's not even icing oh god I was gonna say it's a giant pile of something you can't recognize but it's almost worse if you can recognize it huh yeah does your does Rip's nightmare end as the he turns to the bride and the bride turns around and just as they uh open the the cowl Rip wakes up screaming in terror (laughs) <laughs> or maybe it's just greatest fear is commitment. No, he's not the, he's not the one doing it. commitment. Yeah, it's <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> suggesting that Rip is the bride, which is fucked up for multiple it's reasons. Terrified of the fact of Lambie having commitments. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, oh, I get it. No. This is perfect. Rip is terrified of the idea that Slamby's going to settle down and be responsible before him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Or the, the bride turns around and it's all of Rift's scorpions. No! Collected into a pile of... And wow, the abyss is more insidious than I gave it credit for. The dress is really nice, though. <laughs> the scorpions really clean up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, Rip. Uh, the race from which I'm descended might someday destroy the world, but on the other hand, your nephew's gonna get married. <laughs> so I can see how really we're getting equal servings of horror here. Um, pretty rough. Rips, Rips led. Some uh, is more personal than others. Yeah, exactly. Rips is Sc- Scarlet. Rips, Rips led a uh, genuine, generally happy life. It seems. Um, Scarlet, what terror strikes at your core? Um, Scarlet's just looking at the rest of the party. <laughs> no, I think what Scarlet is seeing are visions of her 
uh, her brothers, her grandmother, uh, the fear that she might never see them again, that they might already be dead. She, she probably sees visions of her parents, who she's never really even seen, because they died when she was so young. And just being confronted with all the things that she's lost and all that she might lose still, and not having a good time with it. Not, she's not handling this well. Bella, what fears are you confronted with? <sighs> the nightmare that Bella sees, um, <clears throat> she envisions her her new her new kingdom her new i guess queendom uh the elf wood in flames she envisions um her equinox manor everything that she you know had had worked hard to build up and and the peace that she'd united um burning as well uh and and she sees a future where she becomes just as uh conniving and untrustworthy of a uh, an elf queen as the the woman she just dispo- or just deposed that's uh very relatable and uh, probably been weighing on her mind whether she uh dips into the abyss today or not like the difference between having generalized anxieties and then having an anxiety attack about them margaret uh what does the abyss reveal to you Margaret is probably, by now, probably wondering if she's ever going to get paid for any of this and if her family will starve in the winter, like, when this is over. Because that was the point of her going on this adventure. Is that, really, is that really all you're worried about? Well, she's probably I mean, also worried that something has happened to her family generally, because she hasn't seen them in quite a long time now. I, I think um, that's probably the realer anxiety, because I definitely just dumped out 800,000 pounds of gold in Eridu earlier. Yeah, that's... Well, Eridu's pretty close to this, whereas where Mar- Margaret's family is from the heartland of the Empire, so the only real danger is orcs, probably. The implication is more that we have a lot of money than oh. your family has to go to Eridu to get that money. Oh. Right, but it brings up the funny idea that we never gave Margaret any of it. Yeah, I, Margaret's probably <laughs> going to go back like with nothing to, nothing to show for any of That's, this. That seems like a dick move. A little bit? That's... Look, we're all filthy rich, but even all the money in the world can't save somebody from a terrible accident, is what is what Margaret's trying to say, right? Margaret, right now, your family could be dead or worse. Uh, sure. Well, I was mostly thinking about money, but that seems like a more sensible thing to be thinking about, so I'll accept <laughs> that. Margaret, that. Margaret I'll accept that Margaret reading. Into, uh, she needs to be talked into being concerned for her family. I, uh, Margaret's probably also seeing, like, visions of, like, you know, the Imperial capital, like, burning to the ground and stuff, and she's just not really interested because she's too worried about some <laughs> oh, stuff. <laughs> oh, that would never happen. Oh, I guess, I guess like, brush off the illusion of horror. I'm really worried my... how I'm going to pay my taxes this season. <laughs> my hu- my know, darling husband and our two wonderful children might be dead and tortured by orcs, but also, I'm not going to get a paycheck. Oh, That's no. I don't even know what form he fill out for peeled off gold from the remains of a demonic mutated Tarrasque. <laughs> Will I have to fill out different forms for demons if they control the world? With that, uh, it's a good thing Martha's doing the driving. You all seem very, very distracted. Preoccupied. What does Martha see? Uh, Mar- oh. Martha is immune, for she has no soul to be touched. Well, I'm glad we solved that uh, ethical dilemma about AI. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? 
We'll talk about this later. However, uh, deep in the crevasse of the abyss, you find the bones of the great gold worm flayed and chewed at by uh, demons and devils alike. However, on the bleached white skull, uh, the forehead, which is... Uh, this is the largest creature you've seen in all of your travels. The great gold worm, even for you, who have uh, conquered a Tarrasque, who have climbed uh, a mountain-sized colossus, uh, it, it still uh, strikes awe in your eyes that you could build a parking lot on this thing's forehead. Yes. You might perhaps say that the Empire is built on the great gold worm's back. That's a really big lizard. In, in both a literal and thematic sense, yes. Uh, can we see Kootzen's army around here? Like, uh, the legions? <laughs> Not Kootzen, the other one. Corson. Oh my god. Kootzen <laughs> raised an army to fight against the, the hordes. It's Kootzen and his army of I like to think that the most that the best way we can honor Kootzen's memory is to make up wild theories where he's the most important person in the world because that's all he ever really wanted. Kootzen was <laughs> the real emperor, but the, they they put a child in to. Uh, he founded his own country. Things. Yeah, the yeah. previous emperor didn't die. He just got outcast for some yeah. reason. He became Kootzen for some mm-hmm. secret reason. We'll never know. Princess Shadows? Kootzen. <laughs> I'm just going to put out what I'm saying right now so that people assume that it's and you all laugh really hard after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's true. Okay. In, in any case, uh, square in the center of this forehead where, where were it nav, you would see a third eye. Instead, you see a magic circle uh, that has 13 points uh, evenly spaced around it. Oh, oh thank, thank God. I was trying to figure out the whole ride here. I was trying to figure out what kind of crazy Rube Goldberg machine we'd have to put together. <laughs> thank God we just had to put <laughs> them down. That's pretty convenient. It's, 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 I was just so going to them all. But okay. this is way better. Are you worried we would have to assemble the shrine of the silver monkey on his head? Kinda. Like, how would you put these things together? I think the pearl goes inside the cog. There was a. There's a question coming from Margaret. Sorry, Please. sorry. Do sorry. we see any of Corson's uh, legions around here? Like any sign of enemy activity? Uh, you do not. It looks like the belly of the abyss when it burst. Uh, it emptied. Yeah, uh, this is like, this is like the jail courtyard after the jailbreak. Uh, so no yeah. one stayed behind to defend this thing. They didn't think it might like. Why they might they bad? Why would they? They might lock the hole and make things bad for them. They hated it. This was their prison. They, they got spent like 6,000 6, years looking at his butt. If you now broke out go somewhere else. If we, if we were in jail and we broke out, we wouldn't I, leave you behind to guard the jail. That's no point, actually. Well, Margaret, will we do this? Will all of the demons go like spiraling back in, or will they just stay around the Empire? Like, will uh, I think we'll ride the Great Gold Worm around the world as it vaporizes demons below us, and we laugh a lot? If I were a demon, I'd want to stop that. That sounds, sounds bad. As you all reach into your hold and you grab uh, the various keys and split them among you almost evenly, uh, because 13 is a prime number, so you can only get close, uh, Scarlet brings forth the cornerstone of Cathedral, and everyone thinks back to Nicked Adler and how the people you've all met have changed so much. Uh, Scarlet, now that you've come all this way, do you think you're the chosen one? And what does that mean to you now? 
It's certainly hard to deny that at this point. Uh, I guess it just means that everything I've been through in my life really did have a purpose. And no matter what happens from on out, I've got to do what I've got to do. And I guess that's it. Okay. I don't regret having... What? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me, Scarlet? Well, I spent my whole life running away from this, thinking that I would choose my own destiny, but... Destiny <laughs> is a word that just nope. means someone else's plan. Alright, this is your plan. Pretty much. This is I your plan. I walked my own path and it led me here, so... I'm I'm content with that. I know what I have to do to keep the people that are close that I care about the most alive and that's what I'm gonna do. You're doing it and you're not wearing goofy golden armor while you do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rip brings forward the first leaf of spring and, and sets it down. Oh, here we go. In the next circle. And everyone He's gonna tell that story again. <laughs> Uh, as the, as Rip comes forward, everyone's thoughts uh, go back to the druids and the wars that you all could not stop. Rip, what will you do now that you know all your thoughts are your own? You know, I might go back to songwriting. It's been a while. All right. It's been st- it's been song screaming for quite a while. Yeah, I've, uh, I've gotten some inspiration out of this whole thing. Got a lot of ballads, a lot of stories to tell. How does it feel, Rip? For the first time, it seems like in a long time, you are just you. You don't have this that Mercury. I'm feeling pretty good. Mind. Gotta say, I learned a lot, and it's nice to like be able to take all the things I've learned over this adventure and actually do something with them instead of having screaming in my head all the time. Bella, uh, part what a, a chunk of skin of the behemoth is in your hand. You bring it forward, set it in the next circle in line. Everyone thinks of small Rigby and how the change and, and of the changes you've made that will outlive even your memory. Bella, what did you learn from your childhood captivity that brought you to this point today? Suppose, well, let's see. Bella learned a lot about her power in the process. Um, dang, that's a hard question. Learned a lot about how much cream sucks. Yeah, I mean, she learned a lot about how much uh, she really, she really hated the way, the like how corrupt the Archmage was. With, uh, I mean, not necessarily the Archmage directly, but a lot of just, like, the the corruptive, like, things that, that were done in the name of, you know, uh, the greater good, for instance. Um, but most of all, she learned um, how best to take care of herself and how best to um, not become something that she hated, because being in like captivity like that for so long was it, it kind of filled her with this desire to um obviously to just get out just get out and survive but um which she's definitely done um but also to use whatever her power was you know and figure it out in constructive and helpful ways whereas 
cream seemed very bent on harnessing it in a lot of ways, including destructive ways, which is, you know, a lot of, like, the weaponry that they were trying to make from it and stuff. Just don't want to become the things that you've seen. Yeah. Mint brings forward the core of a hellhole and places it in the fourth circle. Uh, everyone thinks to Corson and wonders who decides whether a play for power is righteous. Mint, have you fulfilled your potential? Uh, no. I don't think I have a will. But I'm okay with that. You fulfill your potential, you might as well stop existing. So I'm just going to keep on doing different things, doing new things. Never get there. It's a journey that matters. Alright. Nav. Nav brings forward the scales of the three and places them in, in their spot. Everyone thinks of the Red Fang and wonders what life will be like for the survivors in the New Age. Nav, you're a product of the Lich King. Will the world ever be free of his influence? You know, no. <laughs> because the Lich King was powered. Hey, I'm sorry. Chuckles. I'm sorry. Point directly at Scarlet as I say that the world that the Lich the Lich King came to power through a very very simple lust for power, something that crops up again and again. And no, the world is never going to be free of it. So the question falls to everybody else: what What are you going to do to help keep the world safe from people who only care about themselves? I. And then Nav says that and is like, oh shit, that's me. I only care about myself. Oh fuck. And then I put the thing in the circle and I'm gonna go stand over here next to Agatha. The man he gives you a pat on the back. Ugh. Are we gonna go in for a group hug? Margaret gives him a you'll get yours look. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> the group hug comes after. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. smile to Nav and say, you're not as good a liar as you think you are. Oh, you're good liar. <laughs> I mean, we knew that too. <laughs> uh, the many, the many brings forward the tusk of the orc lord, and everyone's thoughts turn to Manuel and all of your friends at Equinox, and how none of this would be possible without their support. Oh, they did like all the, the work. Sensible one. Uh, many, will there be a place for you in the new world about to be born? Yeah, there, there's absolutely a place for the many in this new world, uh, because they're going to carve it themselves um where wherever we please basically from, from what mm -hmm. it's, whatever it's, we'll figure it out as we go <laughs> suspiciously vague statement listen <laughs> never change margaret <laughs> <laughs> we're here to bring back a god and then maybe eat it and that's okay i don't and we place the torch the down plan, but I don't hey, you won't. I don't know what you thought we were doing here. But <laughs> Yeah, that's I put away my bid. <laughs> uh at at this point uh Sweets came here to get a piece of it, like of all these. A, a, as you were flying down past the crust, a, a chunk of bedrock tore itself from uh the earth and formed a face of the Dwarf King and landed inside your hold and uh, Rip picked it up knowing exactly 
what this was for. Uh, Rip, you have the soul of stone. It, it mouths to you that it's time for him to go. You place it in its spot. Everyone thinks of the dwarves and how they will continue without their king. Rip, what will the smolder boulders do? I mean, I guess we'll just keep doing what we've been doing. Keep on hammering away. But, uh, maybe I'll go back and help him a little bit. Okay. Margaret. Yep. Anytime you can make for your family. Exactly. Margaret, you have the cog of Regulus. You bring it forward uh, efficiently and swiftly. I suppose this one's a pretty good one out of all of these weird trinkets. This one at least (laughs) has some use. As you bring it forward, everyone thinks of Dufour and how some mysteries will never be solved. Margaret, was the Empire worth all you've done to it on this journey? Was it worth all you've done for it? Well... Since we're like with literally the end of the world right now, I suppose I can be a little honest. You know, I've had you know some doubts about the empire at times. You know, <gasps> some some concerns here and there. You know, maybe back in uh, the 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 guards there, they weren't really they weren't really doing the right thing after all. Maybe I was wrong to defend them. I mean, I think they did a good job eventually when it came down to it. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'll, I'd be lying if I said, say it said there hasn't been things that have made me doubt a little bit, you know. I think that maybe I'm not quite pushing the, you know, maybe the, the ideals that I think have come to associate with the Empire aren't quite right. But, you know, I... Well, no, that's not what I meant to say. Rather, I think the ideals of the Empire are the best part of it. But the, the way it's perhaps being run at the moment is, you know, not as great as I once believed. Not as perfect. And, you know, seeing Elven society, you know, so much with Bella and everything for such a long time has maybe, you know, made me, I suppose, rethink things about that a little bit as well. Although, you know, elves are still, you know, obviously worthless, definite, nope. Never mind that. It's, my point is, you know, things aren't as simple as I thought they would be, but I hope I can, when this is all said and done, I hope I can be some part in making, you know, things a little bit better in the future. I suppose, oh, this this is foolish. Margaret just dumps it down. No need to do that. Like, in the new world, after this is over, there's going to be a lot of time for change. Well, hopefully not too much time, you know. (laughs) We don't want too much change. Just a little bit. Baby steps. Change is good. Just a smidge. Steady on there. Margaret looks embarrassed, and also kind of angry, but possibly at herself. She storms off back to the place of the rest of the party. <laughs> uh, at this point, Bella sees what comes next and stands behind the next circle and begins playing the tune that she learned from reading the inscription on the seat of the Colossus. Everyone thinks of their guide, Merrick Kane, and the struggle to know oneself. Bella, will you ever accept the Old Queen's point of view? Can you forgive her? Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think I ever could accept her point of view or, or, or see, really see eye to eye with her on that or where she was coming from with it. Because it's like, it's just so like inherently different from the way that Bella sees ruling and sees like taking care of her people and stuff. And she's so fixated on 
uniting them and being honest and, and you know, bringing in, like, a new era. Um, but she does find in her heart uh, room for forgiveness um, because it's... It's not something that she could ever condone, but she does just believe in forgiveness um, wherever possible, whenever uh, people show, I guess, an ability to repent for, uh, or like make up for, for awful things that they've done. This is a great time for me to mention that I definitely, definitely used all your secret stock of booze back at Equinox. Well, Bellic does not uh, find any room in her heart to Anyway, on to, on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next I, thing okay, in the yeah. thing. <laughs> ah, friends to the end. Friends to the bitter end. Which this is. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much the bitterest end that you it could be. Okay. Scarlet takes the pearl of the ocean and puts it in its place. Everyone thinks of... Mako, Susan, and all the people looking for a home in the new world. Scarlet, what purpose will your magic school serve? What is the point of it? When I was growing up, I didn't, I lost my parents, and I didn't have anything at home. The only things I had were my brothers and my studying of magic. And without that, I wouldn't have any of the things I have now. So I think my goal for magic school is isn't just to teach magic; it's to give a help, give a, a home and a future to people who need it. To teach them how to take control of their lives and form a future for themselves. Uh, the hand of death is next. Nav puts it in its place as everyone thinks of Nav's strike force and all the other heroes out in the world. Nav, what will life look like without the same fear of death? Well, hmm. Death isn't going to change. People are still going to die. Because if death itself was about, well, I'm not a death killer. Remember those people, those angels? That, that's not happening. You can't, you can't enjoy life without death. There has to be something next. There has to be a mystery. There has to be an ending. Undeath is... Well, there. Well, scientifically speaking, there are a whole lot of varieties of undead curses. There are people who are alive and then killed and immediately turned to servitude who never had their fair shot at a nice, long, lovely life. Like now, excuse me, like now, for instance. And there are people who, uh, after centuries of rest, were wrongfully wrenched back into the realm of the living to serve as some level one skeleton mook and that's that's not that's not pleasant for anybody so I'm I don't want to say that we're going into a new world without fear of death I feel like we have to go into a new world with a respect for death a respect for death that includes abolishment of unwilling undead and then I drop this gross ass hand right in the fucking just slam dunk it. Take that, old man. Football Fucking style. ass. Okay. Oh, you're dead now, aren't uh, you? Margaret brings forward Claude to stand in the next circle uh, as the original Scroll of Resurrection. Everyone thinks of the hunt for Claude. One hand there. <laughs> Everyone thinks of the hunt for Claude and how desperate fighting can get when scraps are all that's left. 
Margaret. I say, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Is this my mark? Yes, yes. Let's try to sit down. Uh, somebody get him a chair. Hold that pose. <laughs> Otherwise, he might wander off. Margaret. <laughs> so many pulls up. Will a chair. this quest make a better life for your family? Uh, well, you know. The world is full of big things like this happening every so often. And, you know, for the average person, very little actually changes. And maybe that's alright. Maybe at the end of the day, just as long as things stay the same and people are able to build an okay life for themselves, it doesn't really matter. I would argue things are pretty different right now. Well, you know, the more things change, the more things stay stay the same. Things change superficially, but, you know, there's always the same thing underneath it all. I like the idea that at the end of the world, Margaret and her family are the only things that didn't change. There's, like, fires, brimstone outside, and Marcus Jimmy's just, like... I mean, there are always going to be people... There are always going to be people just doing farming, working off the land, you know? <laughs> just, I doubt things away from, like, the big cities are really going to be that different. You know, you might see a few more undead around, or what have you, strange folk. <laughs> but, you know... Everyone's the same you were you right down to it. Just... Other than, you know, well... Let's not let's not explore that opinion too deeply right We're not now. Talking but, about uh, like like hipsters, demons aren't just going to move into the upper class neighborhoods in the middle no, of the city. No, they might. You'd be surprised. I don't think we'll kill all of them. I imagine demons have a lot of money. <laughs> you know that'll be a problem for another day. Uh, I hope that uh, I hope that my husband won't be you know upset about me about what happened to his sister and everything. You know that's something that we're going to have to have to talk about. I mean, a lot of people are dead right now. Margaret's Christmas got so much more awkward. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be painful the next time we're around for you know the winter solstice. But you know that's that's we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The Stone sure family reunion. If I can face down like the hordes of the abyss right now, then you know I can. There's a chance for me later on, and you know. But what I meant to say is that I hope you know. I feel that uh. Yeah, I think. Maybe maybe something benefit with this will come from my family. You know, maybe I'll bring. You know, maybe this will work out for me in some way. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Uh, so what am I? Am I supposed to tuck him in? Like, do I put a blanket <laughs> over him or something? Mark is still building those walls around himself. I th- I think you you done good, Margaret. Uh, with that that that's twelve down, one to go. They. Uh, the the keys that are in place begin humming uh, and glowing with a, an unworldly light. Mint has the heart of the moon and places it in the final remaining place. As everyone thinks of Project Silver Arrow and how cheap life can be when it's plentiful. Mint, what are you looking for and where will you look for it? <sighs> you know what I started on Project Silver Arrow. Seemed seemed like a really, really great thing that I had stumbled into, and I had basically just stumbled into it. I, just, I was in the right place at the right time, got a job, and felt felt really good, you know. Before that, it all been these sort of little, little part time jobs, mostly to keep my dad off my back, while I just sort of kept on keeping on. But I was finally doing something and. You know, it seemed seemed like you know it's like adults had always told me you gotta gotta be part of something bigger than yourself. They liked that phrase a lot. Be be a part of something bigger than yourself. And the problem with being 
part of something bigger than yourself is that it means that this thing that you're doing is for the benefit of someone bigger than you, more powerful than you, someone that you cannot hope reasonably to exert any influence or control or even have them listen to you. They're, they're doing it for their reasons and you're, you're a piece in their plan. That's what you are when you're part of something bigger than yourself. You're, you're a piece in someone else's plan. So I'm, I'm looking for a way to live as, as just part of my own plan not be a part of someone else's, but still still be something big. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can do that. And with that, uh, the th- 13 keys, uh, that, that hum becomes a song uh, that is playing in harmony with the song from the Seed of the Colossus. Uh, that glow becomes a shining light. Uh, the, the skeleton itself begins to glow emanating quickly from that point and just spreading in nearly the blink of an eye uh, as the light uh, reaches all the way to the end of the worm's uh, tail layers of flesh build uh, on one another uh, as quick as can be and uh, suddenly you're all standing on a thick blood of scales uh, excuse me a thick bed of scales uh, and the great gold worm lives once more. With the sound of a deep chime, oh. a golden light envelops the entire abyss, freezing all of the horrors you saw and pushing uh, any demons or devils around back, back down effortlessly. It is time to face God. It seems I have much to do. Allow me to thank you first and let us speak. Hello. My child of whom I am most proud, and your friend the Queen, and your friend the Marquise, and so many special, valuable people who have come so far to help me. We have much work to do, but first, is there anything you would ask of me? Yes, there is. Um, I've always wondered how my people came to be. We knew they came from this area, but... Not really why or how. It's simple. It's necessary. It's something that I take great pride in. You see, when I died, I still had so much life to give, so much life within me, and it bubbled up to the surface in small moats, small points, and each one, as they breached, became one of your people, one of my children, the dragon spawn. Now that I live again, I suppose those emergencies will no longer occur. Uh, had you waited even a bit longer, uh, I might not have had enough left in these old bones to be resurrected. So thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you. Hey, for we're not giving, late. Hi. Thank you for giving me life and all that. I mean, Did I guess he? You weren't really kidding when you called me daughter. I guess. Did he just imply there wouldn't be any more dragon spawn? Not, well, not until I he dies saying, again. Well, I think he's saying that they won't just crawl out of the. They can still anymore. do the nasty. Oh, no. they can yeah. do that. Margaret looks confused and a little grossed out. Well, yeah, you can I do was... the nasty too, Margaret. 
Excuse Margaret, me. I was born you have done the nasty at least twice before. I I don't I don't want to talk about the subject with you, Navarone. It's uncomfortable. Margaret, Mar- didn't I tell you that I was born to parents in the natural way? I didn't crawl out of the ground because I'm oh. not sixty years old. Well, I I mean, I assumed you were just trying to fit in, you know? <laughs> no, my grandmother, who you met, was an original. And then she had a son who had a me. Hmm. Well, there you go. Life's full of surprises. <laughs> Let's not argue in front of Gigi Dubs. This is like the least surprise. Guys, don't argue in front of my great grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my great gold grandpa. Just found out my race was spawned off of pieces of a god. Please be respectful about it. I mean, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like that's not. Yeah, I mean, like it's it, yeah. okay. The circumstances kind of stink because like he died. I'm very sorry. I'm very. Sorry. But you know, it's very beautiful if you think about it. That like, uh, he gave he, like kind of he 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 lived on through your people. They just made me out of rotten fish. Yeah. Exactly, they just made Nav out of rotten fish. So, what else would you like to know? What else would you like to speak on before the work is undertaken? Where's Prayeen? Ah, uh, Prayeen, the special one, the sister. Uh, hmm. Where would you like her to be? Let's let's have a little <laughs> little GM craft sidebar. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was actually saying that. <laughs> that would Maybe be a pretty he is. good he's answer. He's putting on his reading glasses orb. and he's saying, "Where would you like her to be?" Let me just let me just pull get out her my there. magic globe. Writing utensils. I'd like her to be safe and also doing her work, which is helping people. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a mental image when he was saying that of the Gringo. As soon as Robot to Life summoned a, a giant dad lounge <laughs> with many books to read, could be. Ah, uh, yes, your sister, the special one, Prayeen. Uh, I do not know where she is, but I can feel her energy, her presence. She is exhausted. There is so much for her to be doing right now. I sense she is in the north, perhaps, uh, but I cannot be more specific. She does yet live, though. What is it with my characters and dying in the north? There's a lot we don't know about the countries outside this kingdom. We should fix them, too. <laughs> they're, prob- they're probably in Hi, pretty bad shape. Scarlet, everyone knows the world ends when you go out to the ocean more than about 100 miles. It just stands. Anybody else have a question, or should we get this uh, show on the road? Yeah, I have a question. Yes. So if all of your essence has been scattered over an entire race, how long do you have? Uh, well, now that I live, I... Am what I could be before. I just have a bit of my face, a bit of my presence to go out into the world. It's a it's a lovely thing. Do your people often die after they become parents? Yes. Oh yes, you are unique, aren't you? Yes, we've we've met a couple times. You know, now that I think about it, I feel like we all have at least I would say one unique thing. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> uh, not 
me. It's nothing interesting about me. I'm just... But that's what makes you interesting. You want to show Grandpa some of your magic? <sighs> yeah, I do. No. We have to go. Well, yes, we I suppose go. that uh, there's much to be done, is there not? And with your help, I can right all of these wrongs. I can set things back to the way they were. I can roll back the destruction and set civilization back up on the feet where it once stood. Are you speaking of literally winding back time or just <laughs> erasing what is destroying the world right now? You get the sense that uh, it would be best for you all to pile back into Battle Van as the ground beneath you, which remains the head of the Great Gold Worm, begins to move. Uh, you, you hear... Uh, all right, back in the car. The, the, you you hear his great wings begin to stretch. Uh, the time for questions has ended. It's okay, time to act. Uh huh. Right, so, everyone, back in the van. And, and didn't expect that mountain to be a wing. <laughs> and with this, the, the great gold worm uh, begins to leap up toward the sky, toward the surface, out of the abyss, uh, wings flapping, uh, buffeting you with some powerful turbulence back in Battle Van. Uh, Martha is having trouble, <laughs> ha- having a lot of trouble compensating. It really sucked <laughs> yeah, I can right imagine now. this is a god dragon. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm surprised uh, that nothing went wrong with the resurrection process. I was expecting like some kind of calamity. You know, a bunch of demons. You know, it, was pretty, it was pretty simple and clean. Are you worried that Claude would infect the gold one? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you know, Claude? Claude is just like, oh, yes, yeah, did all the artifacts get like, consumed and, uh, by the ritual? Did we just murder Claude Luminor? <laughs> yeah. What happened to Claude? And the Dwarf King? Is Claude, uh, Claude And the Hand right? of Death? Is the Lich King gone? And the Three, also, technically? Uh... <laughs> I don't think the scales are the life force of the three. No. It's their power. Like Ironica said, the time for questions is yeah. over. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. We're I good at this. Know, I want to know what happened to Claude, like, out of character. I'm worried about He's him. He's disappeared. We'll come back we to that. We'll find out I next promise. time. But for now, it's time for action. <laughs> Can I... I kind of want to have one last one. Yes? No. I'm sorry. I say, as we're running back to the van, I want to, like, put my hand down on the scales, like, and on the head and say, let's show them what hell is really like. Jeez. Nice. We're, wa- we're facing God and walking backwards out of hell. Yeah. We're facing. Why would we walk backwards into the van? Um, I always walk backwards. We like into to show off. That's how I avoid setting off the security system. Okay, great. So we got these two show offs over here avoiding the setting off the security system. <laughs> great. Uh, so, yes, snap back to the present, and you're seeing uh, the gold worm emerge above the chasm, emerge out into the sky uh, above you, and suddenly, as, uh, like, around its wings, you, you start to see the glint of a cornflower blue sky, uh, a, a little touch of normalcy. However, that's blotted out as a form uh, uh, jerks the, the great gold worm's shadow out of sight uh, and above the edge. Whoa. What do you do? What the heck? Uh, Martha, hit After- the turbo. Hit the turbo. We're not going to use it we again. we got to chase that. Turbo is hit, sirs. Uh, you, you also emerge from the abyss and you see the unconscious body of the great gold worm 
uh, knocked oh, out with an RKO out of nowhere. The Lord of Devils is standing. You can't say that. Yes, I can. The Lord of Devils is standing <laughs> before you, pointing his sword at the party in a challenge. See you next time, folks. All right, I'm going to skydive on him. That took us 56 million sessions, dick. <laughs> <laughs> we did even. We went through all that. And you just punch him out as soon as he leaves. You can't just... Can't just punch a horse.